This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Church from Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit our website at faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, Father, bless all those who give tonight, Lord, that give so faithfully all the time, Lord. I pray that you just keep our hearts soft and tender pure before you, God, and just open to whatever you speak to us tonight. Lord, I pray that the word would go forth tonight and you would just speak to us, God. Speak to us in all of the areas um, of our relationships, God, that we would be healthy, God. We would have healthy relationships and our lives would thrive because you are in it, God, and we obey your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you did not get a handout, our ushers have those. Of course, when I speak, I like you to write things down tonight. It's really good because it's about boundaries. So if you want a Bible too, um, they have Bibles for you. All the scriptures are going to be up here on the screen as well. Ladies, make sure you join us for Cherished Conference. We would love to have you. That's going to be in October in Rio Doso, and we would love to have you join us there. You can sign up right out here at this cute table. And uh, if you have any questions, you can pick up a brochure, grab your girlfriends, and we want you to come. Price goes up September 8th, so we want all of you to come. All right, so last week we started talking about relational health. How many of you were here last week? Okay, if you weren't, you can always remember, you can go back, listen to the podcast, you can go back on Facebook, you can go back on um, YouTube as well. And I just noticed our wonderful missionaries I was talking about are in the service. You guys wave at us. That's Tony and Carrie Taylor. I didn't even know y'all were here, so I was bragging on you. Awesome. Hey, um, so go back and listen to that because I talked about all the ways that God wants to move and use us in relationships. And I used a scripture that said he wants to tie our hearts together in love. And that's what he wants to do with every person we're with. And it doesn't matter. It's not dependent on if you're married. It's not dependent on if you have children. Listen, we're all in relationships. How many of you have family members? Every single one of us, we're in relationship with them. How many of you have coworkers? Yes, you're in relationship with them. Friends, we have all kinds of relationships out there in our lives, and we need to learn to navigate through these relationships. So last week, I talked about all the sweet tying together with love, and I mentioned that I'm going to do a balance this week, and I'm going to talk about a subject that we also need in our relationships, and that's something called boundaries, okay? This is something I will tell you that in 21 years of pastoring, probably the number one thing that I talk to people about because they come in and they have questions about relationships, what should we do here, what should I do here, and I will tell you, most of the time, almost all the time, it's tied to some kind of boundary issue. And so we're going to just talk about it tonight, okay? I'm going to talk real quick about boundaries. So look at at Genesis chapter 1, verses 27 and 28. And I'm going to go pretty fast because you know me, I got a lot of information. So Genesis 1, 27 and 28, it says, So God created human beings in his own image. 
In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry on the ground. So see, we're made in the image of God. And so we are also made to take responsibility for certain tasks. Part of taking responsibility is knowing what is our responsibility and what isn't our responsibility. And we get that mixed up a lot of times. What is my responsibility? What is not my responsibility? Because God ha has given to us certain things. See, a core problem for most of us as humans is taking responsibility for our own life. How many of y'all know people that it's like their, their life is a result, if you listen to them, of everybody else and what they've done to them? But our job as humans, we're made in the image of God, and we're to take responsibility for what God has given to us. All right, on your paper, any confusion of responsibility and ownership in our lives is a problem a boundary. So write that down, confusion. So just as homeowners set physical property lines around their land, we need to set mental, we learned this this summer in the Thrive Series, we need to have mental boundaries, physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, spiritual boundaries around our lives to distinguish what is my responsibility and what isn't. See, this and if we don't learn to do this, it will be very destructive for our lives. Very destructive. I talk to, to y'all, it seems like every week I tell you a story about going out to the Lubbock County Detention Center, but it's because I have such a heart for those women. And I will tell you, they have a lot of destructive things in their lives and patterns, and most of it is because they never learned how to set healthy boundaries. Sometimes we sit there in our little small groups, two or three or four of them, and talk to them, and it's like, they've never even thought about that. Their boundaries have been violated their whole life. And for them to be able to know, that's not my responsibility, or that is my responsibility is a whole new thing. You know, and, and many of us struggle with confusion about when it's biblically appropriate to set limits. And I will tell you, this is God's plan. Boundaries are God's plan. This is part of his wanting us to be healthy. So let's talk about in the physical world. When you're walking around your neighborhood, how do you know where your property ends and your neighbor's begins? You could have a fence. Um, you could have a sidewalk, maybe. You could have a hedge. Uh, we lived, our old house we lived in, um, Stormy worked and worked on the yard, but we had this big tree, and it never would let the grass grow very well. And our next-door neighbors decided to put in a whole new lawn, and he was very meticulous with his lawn. And so when he put in that new lawn, guess what he did? He laid a boundary, and he put a very, oh, I, I say wide, um, a piece of concrete. He had him come in and put a piece of concrete between our grass 
and his grass. And he actually apologized for it, like he felt bad, but I got it. He had a physical boundary, okay? So those are really easy to see. It's easy to see, and guess what? Everything on your side of the boundary, that's my responsibility. Everything on that boundary over there, that's not my responsibility. It's really easy to see with property. But in our own lives, we have a hard time distinguishing that at times. See, and it, when you have a boundary like that, like our neighbor, he could put that down. It was on his side of the property. He held the deed. He was responsible for that. He paid his mortgage for that property, okay? That was his responsibility. See, in the spiritual world, things are just as real, but it's harder to see. And, how, you know, we deal with not flesh and blood. The Bible says we deal with principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of the air, and we have to let them know where our boundaries are and how far they can come. They should not be able to come into our own personal space because we have the name of Jesus, right? All right, on your paper, let's look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. It'll be up here on the screen. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 says, Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. So our boundaries are going to come. God's going to put it in our heart, and he's going to deal with us. And guess what? If we don't have things right in our heart, we're not going to know how to have proper boundaries in our lives. I say this every week. If our heart isn't right with Jesus, we're not going to know what to do in our lives. But when we ask Jesus to come in, the Holy Spirit fills us, and he guides us and leads us. So we guard our heart, and we guard what God has put in us. So let's talk about some of the things that boundaries do. The first thing on your paper, boundaries define me. They define me. They define what is me, and they define what is not me. A boundary shows me where I end and someone else begins, leading me to a sense of ownership. Remember how I said, when we can see the boundary, we know. Okay, this is all that I'm responsible for. This is the land of my life. But so many of us see what's over there, or this line is blurred. And we don't know, and we're like, well, I'm going to do this for this person, and I'm going to do this, and keep doing this, and keep doing this for them, and keep doing this, and keep doing this. That's not my responsibility. We need to let God define the boundaries of our life. So that we know this is my responsibility. God has given me this. This is my land, my territory. This is not. And this is someone else's. And I've got to let them take responsibility. Hey, what happens if we're taking responsibility for this over here? That means that person's not being responsible for what God has given to them. And we're going to talk more about that. How we're hurting people when we take on what they should be doing. All right, so boundaries define me. That's the first thing. Second thing, boundaries give me freedom. They give me freedom. See, knowing what I am to own and take responsibility for, it gives me freedom. If I know where my yard ends, 
guess what? I don't have to mow over here. I don't have to worry about all the things over here. I know, this is where it is. Y'all know, I mean, I'm not going to go walking off this tonight because I know I have a boundary. I know this is where it ends. So I can, I can roam around up here freely. It gives me freedom to roam around because I know the boundary. The third thing, boundaries keep me safe and give me security. Boundaries keep me safe and give me security. So I know the boundary up here, and as long as I stay within my boundary, then I know I'm going to be safe. If I step, try to step over here, I'm unsafe there. But man, I can roam all around here. There was a study done, you can go and look this up on YouTube, about these children. It was preschool children, and they, were, they told the teachers. The first day, they told the teachers, take your little preschool students and go to this playground. So the teachers took them there, and there were slides, and there were swings, but there was no fence around it. Guess where those students stayed the majority of the time? Right around the teachers. Right around the teachers, because they didn't know where the boundary was. Second day, they take the students, and they go to a playground that has a fence all around it has the same swings, has the same slides, and all of the toys. Guess what the students did that day? They went all around the playground. Do you know why? Because they felt safe and they felt secure knowing where the boundary line was. Just like little preschoolers, we can know that as well in our lives. We can feel safe and secure when we allow God to show us what healthy boundaries are in our relationships. The fourth thing boundaries do is they bring peace to my life. They bring peace to my life. Man, how many of us need peace on a daily basis? And you cannot buy peace. The world is out there. I don't care how much money someone in the world has. There is nothing like the peace of God, and it only comes from obeying his commandments and submitting ourselves to him. So boundaries help us to have peace. We're not going to be confused in our life. We can live at peace because we're not going to be confused. Let's read Psalms 147 and verse 14. Psalm 147 verse 14. Here's a promise that you can stand on with having boundaries. It says, he grants peace to your borders and satisfies you with the finest of wheat. There is peace in allowing God to set the borders of your life, of what is healthy for you. There is such peace that comes with it. God promises that peace. And then the fifth thing that boundaries do is boundaries help us define what is not our responsibility. What is not our responsibility. So what's not within our property? I've said this a couple times. I hope y'all are getting it. What's not within our property? That's not my responsibility, okay? That includes other people. I don't want you to think about land now. I want you to transfer this and think about people because this is all the people in our relationships out here, 
all the different relationships that you're in, friends and family and coworkers, we have to know where does my responsibility end and that person's begins. That is the whole concept of boundaries. Let's look at Matthew chapter 5 and verse 37. This is a boundary scripture, Matthew 5, <clears throat> verse 37. It says, but let your yes be yes, and your no, no. See, the Lord wants you to be able to say yes to people when you're supposed to, and to be able to say no to people when he leads you. Not letting people make those decisions for you. It didn't say let your spouse tell you yes or no. Let your kids determine when you say yes or no. No, the Lord will lead us and guide us and he will tell us and he will let our yes be yes, our no be no. But we've got to have a backbone, church. We've got to have a backbone in our relationships. See, yes is easier to say to people, isn't it? If people come around and they're, you know, can you do this for me? It's easier to say yes than to say no. Why? Because when we say no to people and we draw that boundary line, guess what? People are not going to be happy with us. They're going to they're gonna get mad at us sometimes. They may accuse you. Your family may say, well, who do you think you are? Are you too good for our family to come over when we're having a party on Saturday night? Guess what? You got to let God determine your yes and your no. And let him lead you and guide you. And it doesn't matter what people are thinking, we want to please God. Number one, we want to please God and obey his commandments. See, we need to keep things that will nurture us inside of our fences. So we have these fences. Some of us have good things. Man, the people, the relationships that are good in our lives that nurture us. I mean, think about how a, a child is nurtured. Like a baby. Do y'all know they, there are kids that are taken away from their parents and they, maybe because of physical abuse, I know this happens a lot, there could be a baby that was being physically abused and they take away its, its rights from the parent to see it. And let's say that baby's in the hospital recovering from its injuries. There are volunteer people that they bring in to nurture those babies. We have a lady in our church who does this. And she'll go in and she'll hold those babies in the hospital and nurture them to help them because we all need nurturing. That's a good thing that we need to keep in our lives. And we need to keep what's harmful outside of our boundaries, outside of the fences that God helps us to create. So we wanna keep what's good in, what's bad out, okay? That's the next point. Boundaries help us keep the good in and the bad out. But here's something, sometimes we have what's bad on the inside. We have the bad things in our boundaries, in our land. What do we do then? See, in this instance, we need to have a gate and we need to kick those things out. Maybe it's some things you grew up with that you didn't know were healthy. 
or unhealthy. There are things that we, we've allowed in our life. We've opened the gate and allowed some destructive patterns in our life. Um, we've, again, as children, we did not have a choice. And some of you did not learn healthy boundaries as a child. And so, therefore, it's hard. There's bad things that have come into your life. But guess what? God has given you the authority now. Pastor teaches us, he's getting ready to come back, y'all be ready. He, you know he teaches us about our faith and authority in Christ and how we stand for that. We can kick those things out in the name of Jesus and close that gate. We do not have to allow what's bad to stay within us, within our boundaries. Amen? And part of this, if we have bad stuff on the inside, and we all do. Y'all know until we get to heaven, we are imperfect people. We can be going along thinking we're doing good, and you're like, my gosh, why do I keep committing that same sin? Why do I do that? Then what do we do? We have a very easy thing. We confess our sins. We get what's bad on the inside of us out. I got two scriptures to show you. 1 John 1, 9. Simple, learn this one, memorize it, go to it all the time. 1 John 1, 9, but if we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all wickedness. See, we have, if, if that bad has come into our boundaries, we confess it and we get it out. Open that gate and let it out. Another one. We can do that ourselves. Here's another thing we can do. James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Every Sunday morning and after every Wednesday night service, we have prayer team members and they are standing here and they are waiting. They're not perfect but you can come and you can talk to them and they will pray with you. They don't judge you, but they will pray with you so that you can get the bad, whatever it is that's affecting you, out and so that you can get back to a healthy place within yourself. That's what God wants for our lives. Now, we also can have good. We want it good to come in. So we have that gate so good can come in. Revelations chapter 3 and verse 20. This is Jesus talking. This is what he said. He said, here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. Jesus is knocking. Sometimes we've kept Jesus out. We haven't opened the gate and let Jesus in to whatever area it is in our life. But Jesus says, here I am. I stand at the door and I knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. Let Jesus come in to whatever area. He's not shocked at our sin. He's not shocked at our brokenness. He sees us. He knows us already, so let him come in. So the next point on your paper is boundaries are not walls. They are not walls that we build up to 
protect ourselves and isolate ourselves away from every relationship that tries to come into our life. The Bible is very clear about community. Y'all know that? And kudos to all of you who are sitting in here. Kudos to all of you watching online. But we have got to be in community with people. If we think we're just going to do everything on our own out there, guess what? If you're up here all by yourself, you're a target for the enemy. But man, when we're with a community of people, a community keeps us accountable. A community is there to help us. And they're there to be with us in times of hard, times of good, to celebrate. So boundaries are not walls to keep everybody out. I want to make that clear. We, we want to be in relationship with people. And I told you that oftentimes growing up, if you've been abused in any way, sometimes we've learned to keep that bad in and keep the good out. There was a girl at the jail Monday, and we were just trying to, we were having a talk. And all of a sudden I said, what do you think about that? And she, it was like I was dealing with a three-year-old. She turned in her chair, literally. She turned in her chair and put her back to me and she said, I'm not going to talk. And I said, okay. And I just, she, she actually was sitting right next to me. So I reached over and I just touched her and I said, it's okay, you don't have to talk. And then we, I just engaged with the other girls and we kept talking and pretty soon she undid her arms and she turned back around and she joined the conversation again. But she, in her life... She talked about some of the abuse a little bit later. And she was trying, it's like the bad. She was trying to keep the bad in. Because that's what she knew. That's what she was comfortable with. See, to let that bad out sometimes, we're like, but that's what I know. And when good, Jesus may be standing there with good or bringing good people into your life, bringing good things. And some of us, have that gate shut and are saying, I don't feel worthy to do that. I don't know how to live functionally because I've lived in this dysfunction so long. We have to let Jesus teach us to let the bad out, to let the good come in. And victims of childhood sexual abuse have a really hard time knowing what healthy boundaries are because their boundaries were violated as a child when they didn't have a choice. And as an adult, it's hard to put their foot down and tell people no and know where that boundary is. It's so cool, we support a ministry. Yanita actually works there called One Voice Home. Have you, how many of y'all have heard of One Voice Home? It's here in Lubbock. It is a home for survivors of sexual human trafficking. There are young women there, and we support them. Uh, it's very private, but they, one of the things that they very strongly teach those girls is boundaries. It's like a foundational class. All the girls have to go through it because they have to relearn in their lives that it's okay to, when to say yes and how to say no. It's okay to tell someone no and not let them take advantage of you. So 
that's a cool thing that our church does is support One Voice Home. You can go online and look them up if you want. So back to your paper, the next thing, boundaries are a fruit of your identity. They're a fruit of your identity. Start seeking the Lord about who you are. Because when you know who you truly are, church, healthy boundaries just become a part of your life. You know this is who God has made me. So my boundaries are very clear with people because I know I'm a child of God. I know I'm worth love. I know I'm worth a good job. I know I'm worth being treated right because I know that that's who God has made me. So part of this boundaries thing is knowing your identity in the Lord. You can go and study that. Who has God made you? Psalm 119 verse 45 says, I will walk in freedom for I have devoted myself to your commands. See, there's blessing and there is freedom when we know the truth of God's word, we apply it to our lives. There is freedom in that. So those are all the things that boundaries do. So how do we know then, to end tonight, this is the last thing. How do we know if our relationships have healthy boundaries? Well, guess what? We're going to go over some signs of boundary problems. Don't point any fingers at anyone around you, okay? But here's some signs of boundary problems. Number one, feelings of hurt, anger, and resentment towards someone. Feelings of hurt, anger, and resentment towards someone. Where do your feelings come from? On the inside of you, from that emotional part of you that we learned this summer. That was back in our Thrive series. We talked about emotional health. We learned that that's part of who God has made us, is emotional beings. That's where our feelings come from. Listen, if we are always, if we see a person and there is hurt and there is anger and there is resentment in our heart toward them, that's a clue. There's some kind of boundary issue. That is, a, that is an indicator, a red flag that, I need to take care of some things with this person. Number two, rescuing people from the consequences of their behaviors. The second sign of a boundary problem, rescuing people from the consequences of their behaviors. Everybody knows every behavior has a consequence. A good behavior has a good consequence. Guess what? Your kid brings home good grades. They, you probably, I hope you do, you reward them. There's good consequences to that. Guess what? If we exercise, we talked about our physical health, the very first thing in this Thrive series. series. If we exercise and we eat right, guess what? There's a consequence. We're going to feel better. It's not just about looking better, we're going to feel better. If we eat junk food all the time and we lay around on the couch and we're like, man, my body aches. Oh, I've got inflammation. I've got these, these diseases. Guess what? That's a consequence for not taking care of the temple that God has given to you. 
Okay, so every behavior has a consequence. Look at Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. Galatians 6 verse 7. From the Amplified it says, For whatever a man sows, or a woman, this and this only is what he will reap. What do you get that? Whatever you sow, that and that only. Why do we think that we can sow this kind of seed and get this? It's like we talk about this all the time in offering. If I sow a watermelon seed, why would I go out there expecting a pumpkin to come up? Like, where's my pumpkin? That's not the seed that I sowed. If I sow seeds of being ugly to people, I shouldn't be surprised when people are ugly back to me. That's why it's so important. It doesn't matter where you are. Treat the people with kindness. Treat people with kindness because whatever you sow, that is what you reap back. Okay, so let's apply this now. To rescue people, this is on your paper, to rescue people from the natural consequences of their behavior is to render them powerless. You render them powerless when you rescue them. This happens so many times with parents. Y'all have heard of the helicopter parents, helicopter moms usually, because we like to rescue our kids. Our kid waited till their project was due, that 20-page paper they had to write when they're a junior in high school, and they've sat around on their phone, on social media, and spending time doing all kinds of other things, and then they're like, Mom, I have this paper due, I need you to help me and we get online and then we start typing and helping them guess what you're rescuing them is rendering them powerless and you are you are trying to help them avoid the consequences of their behavior now I'm not saying we help people when it's in our heart and there are times that we help people I'll give you all an example I had a sibling and didn't pay bills. He used his money on some other things. And one time the Lord put on my heart to pay his water bill. My husband worked for the water company. He had to cut his water off. And when I told him, I have this in my heart, he said, are you sure? And I said, he said, you know, he's just going to go spend his money on da-da-da-da-da. I'm aware of that, but I said, this is what I have in my heart. And he said, if that's what's in your heart, okay, paid it, because I had it in my heart. I didn't do it, okay, I'm going to pay this, and now you have to do this for me. See, we can't force people to do anything. That's part of this whole boundaries teaching is we're not responsible for what they do. We are only responsible for what God puts on our heart. But we cannot rescue people from the consequences of their decisions. Parents, ask the Holy Spirit to help you. I pray, like for my kids, I pray that they, God gives them wisdom, knowledge, and discernment as they parent my grandkids. Because it's a crazy world out there. It's crazy now. And you need God's wisdom. 
for your children, for your grandchildren, for all of the relationships that you're in. We do not want, we want a parent with love and warmth, but with boundaries and limits. If your kid waits till the last minute, let them suffer the consequences of their decisions, okay? All right, the next sign of a boundary problem, number three, not having limits on how much we help people. If we have no limits or boundaries on how much we do for others, we can hurt them while attempting to help them. We think we're helping them by, oh, you don't have enough money again this month to pay your car payment. Okay, I'm going to bail you out this month, but it's the last time I'm going to bail you out. So we pay their car payment. And guess what happens the next month or two or three months later? They're like, you know, Mom, Dad, I, 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 I don't have enough for this. Can you put more money on my card or in my account? Or can you pay this for me? Can you buy this because... I've spent my money on the fair. I went and bought a mega pass instead of paying for this. And I have no food now for my kids. Listen, if we don't put limits on how much we help people, our helping is actually hurting them. Because it's keeping them from growing up. It's keeping them from trusting God. See, if you're in the way, if you're always the one meeting your kids, your family members' needs, guess what? They can't look to God to do it, can they? So who's trying to stand in the place of God? I'm not trying to be harsh. I'm just trying to talk truth to you, okay? Y'all love me? Yes? All right. Almost done. The older people grow in age, naturally and spiritually, the more they should be doing for themselves. When you bring that baby home from the hospital, you have to do everything for it. But guess what? They start growing up, and you need to start letting them take responsibility, especially once they are adult children. Your adult children, you don't have a responsibility to provide financially for them anymore. That is their responsibility, and if they live in your house, they should be providing for you and helping with the bills and helping with the chores and helping with whatever else you need them to do. Or you can tell them, you know what? You're an adult. Go get your own house. Draw the boundary line, okay? Number four. The fourth sign of a boundary problem, the last one, not owning our choices, not owning our choices. See, we are in control of our choices. If you read through the Bible, you see good examples of people obeying God and getting good consequences. We see a lot. The Bible has a lot of examples of people disobeying God, and they, re they receive the consequences for their decisions. And we cannot avoid the choices that we make. We've got to take responsibility and own the choices. Last scripture, Romans 8, verses 13. It says, for if you live according to the flesh, here's the consequence, you will die. 
If we do whatever we want to do, whatever feels good, if that's our boundary, we just, we're, I'm going to do whatever I want. There is death in that. It could be spiritual death. It could be physical death. Lots of death. But if you, by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, okay, we don't give our flesh this, the last say. We don't let it tell us everything what to do and be the boss of us. It says, you will live. So to end tonight, setting boundaries always involves taking responsibility for your choices. You're the one who makes them. You're the one that must live with the consequences of them. And you're the one who may be keeping yourself from being happy from the choices and boundaries that you have in your life. This is on the end of your paper, just some areas where boundaries are necessary. Finances, time, conversation, thoughts, entertainment, eating, sleeping, and exercise, relationships, behavior, work, those are all places that we have to have boundaries in our lives. You guys stand up and let me pray over you before you leave. Father, I pray over all of these beautiful people, God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that each one of us would look to you, God, for having healthy boundaries in our lives. Father, I pray that each one of us would just seek your face, God, as to what that looks like in every relationship in our life. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you would just fill us with your wisdom, your knowledge, your discernment. Father, I pray healing over anyone out there whose boundaries were violated, God. And I pray, God, that you help them. You help them to know where healthy boundaries begin in their own lives. Lord, I pray that any relationships that have suffered, God, I pray that you would just put them back together with your love. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you mend every broken place in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you once again for joining us on this podcast. To check out more services from Faith Church, you can find our live broadcast on YouTube or check out our website at faithchurchlubbock.com for more information on upcoming events, how to give, and how you can get involved.